we're back. The hiatus is over. It's nice to be back. I've missed you. <laughs> missed you too, Mario. Glad oh, to have you. I always miss you, Justin. Yeah. yeah. yeah we yeah. talk basically every day, but yeah. <laughs> haven't got to see each other. Hang yeah, out, man. man. We still got to do drinks and tacos. Yes, I know. We've been talking yeah, about that yeah. for like three months. But, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, so go. yeah. Glad to be back, man. With the one and only Mario. Gutierrez. I can't. Do you I have a cra- do you have a crazy way. long name? Yeah, but it's like I don't use it for my American documents, only yeah, yeah. my Colombian documents. Yeah, it's so, like seventeen names, just yeah, like, something like back yeah. to the sixteen hundreds, you know. Oh, dude, wow. that's awesome though. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. cool. Yeah, Colombia, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 How, when's the last time you actually were there? Uh, December. Nice. December. So I try to go more or less every year if I can. Mm-hmm. You know, when you can. Yeah. Is most of your family still in Colombia? Everybody except my parents, my sister. And a couple cousins. Okay. Everybody's back. Really? Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, that is good. I need to go down there with you. We've talked about that. We've talked about it, man. Yeah. Go, I, in hikes. a former life, I know I was Latin. <laughs> I know I was. I had to be. You still have the chance. I, you, you still okay. have a chance. You All still right. have a chance. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I hope so. You're so. telling me there's a chance. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, Mario, we're glad to have you. And uh, honestly, I know we say this almost every single time, but Mario's been one of my best friends in the space since i got going really and first time we met was at a meetup and i there was like 12 people there i think it's like 12 people you know griffin was a cowboy in the room right we were all under like that tree out in holler right hot or outside it was an outside meetup first one yeah it was one of the first ones it was one of the first ones yeah Yeah. it was one of the houston ones yeah 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 Yeah. before shit went vertical right right okay yeah it's been a while so but tell us, tell well, tell them your background so that sure. everybody kind of knows where you come from. Because I did think you have, um, well, similar to like us, you know, you come from the oil and gas space, but you've seen kind of the parallels between the industries and how right. they fit. So, yeah. 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 Happy to do it. So, um, you know, I went, I'm originally from Columbia, second generation oil and gas. You know, my mom was like the first woman hired by Halliburton to do field work in LATAM. Really? Back in the 80s. Dude, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we moved here in the early 2000s. You know, it was just, you know, few places are better to raise kids than, you know, Texas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure my parents probably still see Colin rucking around Katie, you know, <laughs> you know. Um, so, you know, did high school there. Um, didn't want to become a geologist, but, you know, every vacation to national parks kind of takes you that way. Uh, went to school in, at Ohio State, the Ohio State. Uh, met my my business partner, my consulting firm there, and it was all during the shale boom there. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, that was crazy. It was just a completely different animal than what I'd known, which was mostly, you know, international stuff through my parents' experience. And, you know, once I decided that, you know, you know, oil and gas was kind of the way to go, made my way back down uh, through UT Austin to to Texas, and and kind of just got thrown into the big ship at Exxon Mobil, right? And um, you know, you're like, oh, go, go to the Tiger. It's the safest place to be, right? And it really was the the most amazing place to be from a from a, a data perspective, from a you know the science that you were working on, right? And so, I was deployed into business units from the technology sector to solve problems and apply technology. And so that had me looking at you know new source rock plays in West Africa, um, to all the way to helping you know find new reservoirs in Guyana. Uh, to, you know, helping out the Delaware uh, Basin unit integrate, you know, XTO with Exxon and, you know, and make sure that, you know, those who were boots on campus were talking to those who were ties, right, in, yeah. in, in that regard. And, 
you know, kind of my springboard to Bitcoin, you know, was seeing the Caruso pilot back, you know, three, four years ago inside the beast, mm. right? And really seeing it as an energy optimization, energy infrastructure solution. Not to mention all the wonderful properties that Bitcoin has that I'm sure many of your guests have spoken before. And that's when I was like, shit, this is going to change the game, right? It's going to change how you underwrite these projects. It's going to change how you operate them. It's going to change how they're consumed. And that's when I was like, amazing. And ExxonMobil did me a favor and they let me go in, in, in early 21. And that's how kind of I jumped in. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of the long way of, you know, to say where I'm here now. Were um, you a Bitcoiner at the time when they were doing that project? Not, not, I mean, I knew yeah. about Bitcoin, but like not until you really yeah. kind of really, you know, spend some time in the rabbit hole, do you really understand how fucked up the world is. And then mm -hmm. once you start to understand, you know, at least in my experience, um, you know, earning dollars was always the best currency, right? And, you know, we always had a perspective of what's the dollar versus the peso. And I'm like, why is the peso way less worth less than the dollar? And then just seeing the U.S. dollar kind of also kind of have its own, uh, you know, devaluation over time has you thinking, right? And then Especially you get Especially in 2021. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. So then, you know, all everything aligns and you you get, you know, you go, you put on your, your tinfoil hat on real fast and then yeah. it all makes sense. And so, you know, going into the Bitcoin space, um, you know, kind of the bet that myself and my partner at Vibe Energy, which is a consulting firm in, um, in, in the space, it took was, you know, we can learn how to integrate Bitcoin mining um, easier than Bitcoin miners can can integrate energy, right? Mm -hmm. And not to say that, you know, mining or it hasn't been able to do that, but energy is its own beast mm -hmm. of a game, right? And so through that, you know, we've we've built a lot of, you know, excellent partnerships, not only here in Texas, but also in Appalachia and also in Latin America. And I'm happy to talk about those a little bit later. And um, one of my first experiences kind of really in, uh, interacting with the Bitcoin space was, was with Justin. So I onboarded into onto on-chain capital and really got the whole orange pill. Dude, you know, I forgot about that. And yeah. You you yeah. were my first client. No kidding. Yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, because I I always pitched oil and gas. The oil and gas industry needs an enterprise government solu a governance solution for custody, mm. right? Because your your CFO who's sixty five wasn't going to hold a software wallet that you know the cat pushes into the pool, mm -hmm. right? That's not how you do business, and. Um, and, you know, kind of, you know, through that year, um, we got to develop a great relationship. You right. built a great project over in Wyoming. And, you know, you know, I, I miss kind of being on the phone with you for three hours at a time <laughs> trying to get those. Go those through keys. UTXS. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, and so kind of following there, you know, kept building, you know, vibe, creating relationships across energy space, really kind of branding ourselves as a, as a bridge between two worlds that don't talk to each other. But, man, do they need to. Um, and then also kind of most recently, you know, lead uh, corporate strategy at, at Exa Digital, which is a kind of more traditional take on this whole game as well. And so kind of, you know, kind of running it out, you know, it's, um, it's exciting um, because it's just like oil and gas. It's just like shale. If you look at the last 18 months in, a, in, in Bitcoin mining, it's like, oh, uh, leverage on expected revenues that aren't realized. Okay, great. <laughs> right. That's... Mm. <laughs> all the shit goes in shale, right? That yeah. consolidated, right. right? And so it's um it's a lot of fun in regards, kind of you know taking it from that from that manner. So that's me. Um, you know, I, I love Houston. Um, you know, every other city in the in 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 the state is nice, but you know, fuck everybody but Houston. So I you know, will say you though, can take that out if you want, but no, 
Fuck Houston's weather right now. That's this right. Sucks. Gosh, I don't know how horrible. we do it, but you know, I guess it's you know, it's all good. That's the trade off for the amount of opportunity that there is in Houston. That's right, man. That's so true. There we go. Like Houston, it's, Houston's weather sucks. The yeah. people are cool, and the job opportunities yeah. and and entrepreneurial type. You can build are, here, right? right. Yeah. And if you want to put that through the Bitcoin lens, you know, um, a miner who doesn't have somebody in Houston is going to be at a huge disadvantage in the next yep. time. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have this paper that I'll never publish about how the Bitcoin tech stack will, won't be built in Austin or in Nashville or New York. It will be built by the 1% of devs at Chevron and at Exxon in Houston, Lagos, and Calgary, and Midland. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, because like, why aren't you going to publish it? Oh, because uh, there's only 24 hours in the day, man. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but somebody this goes, guy is doing I didn't know stuff there was, I didn't know there was like, a, like some secret shit in there. No, no, like, no, no. Nah, it's, it's just a it's whole bunch of blog posts. <laughs> It's too, too groundbreaking for people. Mario is as busy of a dude that I know in the space. You got your hands in so many different pots and yeah. so many different things. You're also the most networked person, I think, in the right. entire space. It's um, I, you just you just come up in conversations constantly. I I appreciate that. Hopefully, in, in a good light. Um, Let's see what we're know, like. But, but if not guy. in a good the, light, the at least in a, like, nice. at least in a fun light, right? At least in a fun light. Um, but you know, kind of, it's been it's been great to develop a relationship with the Digital Wildcatters team here. Um, you know, we've done an event out in Ohio, kind of, you know, amongst the many things that I focus on. Uh, we focus kind of on developing the, the the integration with legacy industry. And Ohio is, I think, the best bet to orange pill in order to defang Elizabeth Warren and make this a nonpartisan issue. Mm -hmm. So you know, go lobby in Texas, go lobby in New York. But if you actually want to get any work done go to Ohio. And uh, my partner, Andrew, does a great job there uh, educating the, the the stakeholders in that state as well. Andrew Birchwell, Andrew the Birchwell. president of the Ohio Blockchain uh, Council. Right? That's right. And right. Uh, and who I, I think was on episode two with Max. You're right. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, kind of we tend to culminate all this information in something that, you know, a vibe letter, um, a newsletter that we call the Vibe Check, which is meant to be kind of a take on memes plus information. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you guys want to subscribe, subscribe to the Vibe Check. Uh, <laughs> And, um, and, uh, and it's also just a lot of fun to share information. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, it's fun. It's, um, you know, we work on a lot of deals. Um, you know, we do a lot of things with friends, so right. it's, it keeps it interesting for sure. Honestly, um, that that's, again, we say this all the time, but that's, what's so fun about this space is like, I've watched you really kind of create your own persona or position or, or area in the space. And yeah. That's what's awesome about getting into something so yeah. early is you got plenty of opportunities to yeah. kind of make your life whatever you want it to be. And that's mm -hmm. why I love it, man. It's, it's fun, man. We, yeah. we can't be doing happy hour at back yeah. in big oil. Right. Yeah. You know, it's right. A, right. <laughs> it's, um, and I think one of the, the, the most fruitful things has been seeing my colleagues in big oil kind of look at the cycle, watch it come back down and mm -hmm. then see that it's still there and be like, okay, now let's learn. It's real. Right. Because yeah, that's a good point. Because this has been the most visible downturn because I think there, the when Bitcoin ran up sure. in 21 and the end of 21, like it was everywhere. Everybody, yeah. everybody's yeah. watching and yeah. everybody's asking questions. My mother-in-law was buying Bitcoin. My aunts were buying Bitcoin. And then you see the big downturn and that's probably the first time they really paid attention to it. And so when they see that we're still here, we're probably the best performing asset in the yeah. 
in the country this year. Right. right? Really, right. I mean, you have Larry Fink from BlackRock now kind of right. touting the, the, the glory of Bitcoin right. after he filed for the ETF. But of course. That's, you know, but still, right? Yeah. And, Which they've changed their tune on it from a year ago or that's right. a year and a half that's ago, right. whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah, so it's good. I think it's good for everybody and, yeah. and it'll lead to hopefully a little bit more education and for sure. on just kind of the cycles of Bitcoin and what Bitcoin is and what it's for. And I even think some of the differentiation um, that people are going to start understand, understanding between Bitcoin and crypto is due to the downturn in these kind of FTX and all these different things. Yeah. Not everybody's going to get it and they still tie it to each other a lot, but there are some folks that are understanding that mm -hmm. this is Bitcoin is different than all this other junk right. that's out there. So, and, and I think one of that difference is it's it's tied to thermodynamics to energy. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, being able to explain that to a traditional energy, mm -hmm. um, you know, stakeholder is, I think, where a lot of us spend a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Right. Because plugging the machines is one part of the exercise, but really understanding where it optimizes your core business is another. Right. I, I have um, you know, I'd love to hear your your guys' thoughts. But, you know, we have the having coming in, in the next mm -hmm. year. Um, you know, what do you think is going to happen? You know, I have my, my own hot take, but, you know, I'd love yeah. to hear what you guys have. No, I, I think that like we were talking earlier, yeah. you've got a lot of people kind of sitting around waiting to see what's going to happen. But the, the difference here, too, is that you've got an environment that the first time in Bitcoin's life cycle is not, we're not in basically a 0% interest rate That's environment. Right. That's You've right. got a lot tighter capital. That's so right. that is going to impact what happens, in my opinion, yep. um, over the next like 10 months coming into the halving. But I do think obviously you've got people that are positioning themselves right now to kind of weather the storm that is obviously coming yep. for them. The miners in particular is who I'm yeah. talking about. But weather the storm that is inevitably coming we know it's coming yep um and hope that it's a lot that we're already coming towards the end of it because like i said i think in jeff burke he actually mentioned this on that on an mm -hmm. episode way early on that there might be a little bit more anticipation of the having and so some of the money coming back into bitcoin might come a little bit earlier that's fair so yeah. um i think that could play uh, play yeah. in there a little bit but i mean realistically i think people are trying to position themselves with the best asset and kind of wait out maybe not get operational as quickly as possible yeah. you mentioned something about that yeah earlier on and just kind of have an asset that they know is going to allow them to be competitive but maybe not spend a ton of capital right yeah. now to get online yeah. so i think miners are going to go down like the prices of asics are going to continue to go yeah. down I, I don't see which is which is like scooping up assets at thirty dollar oil, right, right? Right. So it's all about kind of where can you position yeah. yourself um, in, in in that regard. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of an analogy I like to use is: don't worry about what the price of oil is; worry about what your marginal cost to produce a barrel is, right? And what how does it compare with your competition? Mm -hmm. And that's your ability to survive. Yeah. That's basically a finding similar a good concept, asset, right? Mm -hmm. So you're thinking that most people who have capital are just kind of waiting on the sidelines to see. Can they buy assets for pennies on the dollar for cheaper than building those assets? And that's who's going to be competitive that, in this environment? That's right. You know, anybody okay. who is levered and hasn't got wiped out yet will get wiped out. And can they be opportunistic and go mm -hmm. and gather those assets, right? Um, you know, and I, and I think something that we're going to also start to see is how Bitcoin mining as a core business, unless you're extremely competitive, 
isn't going to be isn't going to be how the network grows, right? I right. look at Bitcoin mining as a optimization tool for the energy industry, right? I do and, too. And so you guys have you know had many clients you know come on you know for, for oil and gas, right? It's like sure the flare applications are really great one to keep you know flow assurance, right, and be mm-hmm. able to kind of cash flow um, all the way to deferring P and A liabilities, right? Right? You know, you one of the topics that we talk a lot about is all the orphan the orphan well problems. That, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a typical generational oil and gas problem here in Texas, <coughs> Ohio, wherever it may be. And it's like, imagine you could take some of these marginally economic Bitcoin miners um, and some of these orphan wells that maybe are doing 50, 100 MCF a day and pair them together, call it the orphanage, right? right? right yeah. and, and, and have the first dollar equivalent of an MCF that's mined go to an escrow account to cover right. that, that cost. Yeah. You just had a market solution plug a liability that, Right. Oil and gas has not been able to plug. You know, man, that Ryan and I were talking about doing that in Wyoming. We did talk yeah, to the Oil yeah. and Gas Commission up there about it, and it was literally that same premise. Is especially because you got so many of the uh, CBM wells up there. Yeah, that it, just tons of them, yeah. and you got a huge. Same with a lot of the oil and gas. And, and you have your soon to be orphans, right? Your right. marginal ones, right? right? right. They're just going to throw them away and yeah. And it's like you could take like a percent out yeah. of that revenue dedicated to we called it a PA fund too yeah, yeah. reclamation though sure. as well like there's so many different things yeah. you could use it for the benefit esg metrics they benefit yeah. oil and gas getting rid of like everybody wins like, and it's a great narrative wins. right right and so that's where i see a lot of the industry mm-hmm. going is like what other applications can be done um for example if i'm an operator in the permian you know the, the basin's getting gassier always hire mm-hmm. geologists is, is a lesson and then b they don't have enough offtake due to flare regulations and pipeline. So how does a operator meet liquids targets, right? You know, they need some offtake, mm-hmm. right? That's a Bitcoin miner, right? Um, you know, even the power traders can really, you know, kind of dive in because now you can swing trade gas, the right. electron and hash rate, right? And so it's really revolutionizing how we look at energy, you know, you know, in, in, in a, as a whole. And so that's what I think is really interesting. You know, if you, if you were to put a graph of hash rate um, uh, of hash price versus, you know, the, uh, versus oil price or gas. And you asked, you know, a family office here in town, which one was more volatile, <laughs> you know, they might come down to a conclusion that might have them ordering some ASICs, right? right you know, so, right, right. so it's all about like getting, getting the, framing the problem in the, in the, mm. in the, in the right, you know, kind of in the right lens as, right. is how I, I feel many of us, you know, have had conversations. Mm. Mm. I think a question a lot of people may have just kind of going back to our having conversation yeah. for a second of you know if essentially you're losing half your kind of revenue potential and if you yeah. equate that to oil and gas if you're at you know hundred dollars a barrel and now you're down to now fifty dollars fifty dollars right. a barrel you know if if assuming that bitcoin price stayed flat at we're about thirty thousand right now can you can you make money if your cost to produce is lower than everybody else's yes yeah yes and if if you have the balance sheet strategy to withstand that period of time between the reduction in margin income and the supply shock that boosts you know price later on, mm-hmm. can you get through that timeline? I don't know what that's going to be, right? And that that's the big question. No one knows how long it lasts for sure. That's right. That's it's. There's usually a pretty significant delay, like say six to nine months yeah. before you see that that's rocket right. ship and. I, I don't anticipate it not happening right. this time. In terms of price? Yeah. yeah. Right. You'll have the halvening and your revenues literally drop in half overnight. That's right. 
Like, yeah. What, did, what, what happened in the last happening in terms of a um, price spike? I mean, so it was four years ago. So was it in yeah. 2019 or like 2020? May of 2020. 20, and then yeah. remember okay. what happened at the end of 2020. That's yeah. when it, so we it, saw it. So it ended up ripping. At the right. Yeah. yeah. And so, the um, you know, there's different macro factors now, right? And there's a lot of people mm. who can dive into those, um, that side of things. But I think we have a, a magnitude shift forward in how Bitcoin's regarded, right? You have right. companies like Nextera, um, you know, large thermal generators getting into the space now are you using it as an asset? You have El Salvador and other jurisdictions looking at it, right? You have the biggest asset manager looking at it. Um, we're not, you know, we've made progress in the narrative, right? right? And so I, I think, you know, I'm very optimistic in that regard. Um, it's more, what does the M&A, uh, you know, landscape going to look like? Who's going to be opportunistic, right? Mm -hmm. Very, again, very much like, like oil and gas. And so that's where um, we spend a lot of time thinking right now. Is kind of strategizing what, what does that look like because at the time at the same time the space is super undercapitalized right now extremely i mean you've raised capital in the space right it's, it's so difficult so difficult right now i was talking to chuck earlier it's difficult everywhere right now that's right that's right um but yes. yeah generally to raise money for literally anything yeah it's difficult <laughs> yeah this guy's always trying to raise money too always it's, it's, like, yeah it's, always yeah, it's tough it's yeah, really it's, tough out yeah. there but going into an industry that is already kind of on the fringe a little bit right. um, or outside of the mainstream or outside of it takes education. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it just adds another layer of complexity right. to the, and the fact that it's not a venture, it's a more, much more mm -hmm. of a, a private equity or very like, you know, capital intensive play, right? It's, right. it's energy infrastructure. You're right. building actual infrastructure, right? Man, we talk about that a lot too. That's the, that's the pitch yeah. right there because that's a real thing. That's really what it is. Yeah. And but you just mentioning the word Bitcoin sometimes throws people off. But when you pitch it, which I know you guys do that at Exo, it's more of a yeah. infrastructure. Yeah. Pitch. It's, it's an infrastructure. Yeah. Because that's something that a lot of these groups that are kind of more traditional on the gas they understand. And that's right. So getting them over the hurdle. Right. Of, it's, it's the midstream concept, right? It's right. just another weight, another weight to market, mm -hmm. right? And then mm -hmm. so that's like Bitcoin as an energy market kind of comes into frame, right? And that's usually the best entry point with the energy community. And then you can talk about, you know, it as a money, as a technology itself, right? You know, mm -hmm. the development of payment systems happening right now in the developing world, all those things can come later, right? But you right. got you to hook them in and be able to separate from all the bullshit that's crypto related and mm -hmm. kind of, you know, be able to have them have the signal. So you mentioned like Latin America or developing countries, right? Yeah. Um, where, where do you see, well, and you, you would know too, yeah. Got the Columbia roots and all that. Yeah. So where do you see, and I know you have been doing some work with yeah. some countries down there, and I don't know if you can talk yeah. about some yeah, of that, I'll, but if you can. I can speak at a, at a kind of, of a broad brush. Okay. Really um, quickly, yeah. before we dive in, could you explain the nature of like what your consulting is at a high level? Oh, sure. Just so that everybody understands. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah then, exactly. and then let's dive into. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, definitely. So, you know, we, we focus a lot kind of in three main kind of, you know, avenues. We do a lot of strategy education and let's say kind of underwriting, right? So we will help an energy company uh, understand the space and be able to kind of assess it correctly. We'll help a miner understand, you know, what, you know, they're doing on the other side of the energy spectrum. And then of course, with any general finance, part, you know, participant, be able to kind of understand what, what business you're actually going into. So we, you know, at a high level, we hold your hand and get you from point A to point B um, and make sure that you have success. And, um, you know, the second place where we spend a lot of time is origination right is you know very much like a land game uh being able to find 
um, you know, diamonds in the rough um, and bring them to market with partners who are looking for sites. And and that's something that, you know, almost takes me back to like my exploration roots. I was just right? saying, that's like a geologist. It's a dinner, geologist, right? Yeah. right? You're overlaying different, you know, different factors uh -huh. and rating them in different ways. And so that's, that's a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, we do that, you know, not only kind of on grid and off grid, but, you know, also, you know, existing, existing facilities, right? So you got PDP, you got, you know, wildcats, mm -hmm. you know, different things, different jurisdictions. So it's very much like oil and gas. It's very interesting. And then we, we also um, stay very busy on the brokerage side. So as just a relate, you know, kind of a byproduct of our relationships, there's always equipment that needs to be moved from A point mm -hmm. A to point B. It's still a very, let's say, kind of, you know, fast growing industry. So there's not that uh, vendor benchmark that you get in oil and gas yeah, where man. you can go get three quotes in the same day. That doesn't really understand, you know, exist. And you have to get, do it all on Telegram, right? <laughs> so, yeah. so, so that's where we kind of block and tackle um, amongst many things. And, and so we're really there to help you get from point A to point B, make sure you understand where, you know, what the lay of the land is. And if there's anything missing, you know, we can, we have that network to help you kind of get you over the line in, in that sense. So uh, give me a shout. Uh, happy to talk. Um, yeah. I call Justin every day just for fun. Um, <laughs> but, um, but no, I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. it. Um, so in LATAM, I find not only very personally exciting because of, you know, my, my whole family's in Colombia mm -hmm. and, and very familiar with the continent, but I also find it very professionally exciting. Um, you know, uh, Latin America um, is where I think the energy infrastructure lens of Bitcoin mining can really, really, really take off, right? You know, there's a whole bunch of infrastructure, whether it's, you want to say it's WEF funded, you know, solar facilities or hydro dams with no transmission to population centers, or it's just, uh, you know, projects that never took, you know, uh, you know, communities that never got served with, with consistent electricity. Um, I think Bitcoin mining can kind of bridge and disrupt, and, and disrupt that dynamic. And, you know, we've had these conversations, whether it's with El Salvador or other countries where, you know, you know, building a large, you know, power generation facility might be too risky for international investors. What happened if you had cash flow on day one? Right? Exactly. And like that just, that is, is crazy. If you really think mm -hmm. about it like that. And, and on day one, while they build transmission out to the main population center or whatever it may be, all the way, and that's at the big, you know, large scale, all the way to kind of what Gridless is doing as an example. Mm -hmm. in, um, in, in, in Africa, you, you know, kind of somewhat on a, on a tangent, when I was at University of Texas, um, I went to Columbia with Scott Tinker, who you guys should have on the show. Like from an energy perspective, mm, yeah. I have Scott Tinker on the show. And um, he's a state geologist of, of, of Texas, and he really tackles energy problems and does a lot of work in energy, energy education. And we installed solar panels in this indigenous village up in the mountains because they didn't want to take power from the grid due to the relationships with the government. Um, but they also recognized that they needed refrigeration for medicines and that, you know, they're youth would benefit from having access to consistent electricity and we put up solar panels and had a battery if i would have known about bitcoin mining back then right. man the, the what type of project we could have done there from an you know just an optimization it always kind of comes back to me and so you know i think about all the small communities in the andes that maybe don't have you know consistent electricity and like what consistent electricity brings to you and, and it being cheap is access to the internet and extra reading time at night. And it means women and, and children can now access that as well, right? And then imagine all the technological advancements that, you know, next Mark Zuckerberg might be in right. a village in the mountains of Colombia, right? Mm -hmm. So like, that's what gets, gets mm -hmm. the people going, right? It gets the people going. And so, but of course with Latin America, um, 
you um, it's a different dance, right? You know, you've had uh, Griffin and, and Gideon and dancers. on here. Um, that's right. Yeah, they're way better dancers, <laughs> right? Well, well, at least but better music and better drinks. Yeah. Right? Um, but you've you've had kind of our friends Gideon and, and Griffin on, right? And they're you know the Cowboys here in Texas, and of course they're you know wildcatting somewhere else. But you know here's the land game of independent you know mm-hmm. oil and gas guys that build their wealth. Back you know back there, sure there are independent oil companies and energy companies, but when you're dancing at scale, you're dancing with the state, right? And so it's really being able to understand well. It's not like we're going to go energize in the next six months. We're building a relationship that may come to bear fruit in 24 months and right. understand the different political and economic nuances of why a deal may make sense. Everybody across the table agrees with you, but we're going to wait till the next election. <laughs> right. Right. And so I look at LATAM as a, a, a kind of in the education phase right now. Um, I'm not familiar. I'm not sure if you know kind of what the mining scene looks there right now. Uh, the majority, the OGs are the Venezuelans, right? Venezuela is an energy-rich country, extremely entrepreneurial population. And, you know, as the sanctions and kind of, let's say, all the struggles that they dealt with in the last 20 years, um, not only did they use Bitcoin and were like the earliest adopters of Bitcoin, um, they also start, were early adopters of Bitcoin mining, right? Mm-hmm. And so Didn't that, they have like recently have like the super inflation stuff, devalue the currency? Exactly, exactly. Stuff. So like imagine, you know, instead of, having to worry about your money being devalued in the state bank. You just took the electricity to your house, converted it into the hardest money you could ever, you know, have and then cross a border, you know. You know, right. I remember that crisis in Colombia mm-hmm. when millions of people migrated and, and the travesty that, you know, that, that had for the human condition. And, you know, um, you know, Bitcoin was at least a, a lifeboat for some mm-hmm. that, that crossed the, uh, the border. And, and so, you know, the Venezuelans really took off and then it's Paraguay. Right, Paraguay sits, you know, it, it has the second largest dam in the world, right, and um, has nowhere to sell the power. This is why Bitcoin's an infrastructure yeah. play. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Th- that's the thing. All the stuff you've just said is why Bitcoin is an infrastructure play for right. for all intents and purposes. Yeah. That's r- literally what it is. That's right. And I, it's hard to get people to to understand that aspect of it if they don't spend the time digging into it. That's but right. that's literally that's exactly what it is, and that's, that's right. why it's so powerful for for Latin America and, and Africa and all yeah. these developing areas. And that yeah. that's why they're going to lead the the adoption and lead the charge. Right. And and I do think a lot of the innovation that'll come in our space and in the payment system, all that, a lot of it's going to become down there because yep. it's just they have a need for it. Well, well, well think about. You know, let's say you're a business owner in Argentina, right, which has really tight U.S. dollar controls. Like the black market there is crazy. Um, tariffs are crazy to import. How else could you send your money out of the country, right? Oh, I'll invest in a Bitcoin mine. It's a real asset. I can bank it. I can sell it to my business partners. But that, that it, it settles in a different jurisdiction, right, in a U.S. domiciled custodial setup, right? That's, you've never been able to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, you know, one of the examples that I think hits home with some of the energy producers is, you know, because they ask about hash rate, you know, right? you've had Matt Williams on mm-hmm. about Bitcoin, you know, imagine you're drilling a well in Colombia, for example, you have commodity risk, right? Of the price of oil and you have Forex risk, right? Same with Bitcoin. The commodity is the compute and it settles on the native currency of Bitcoin, which you can convert to dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And we've hatched all that shit out before. Right. We're going to do it again, right? And so, being able to offer that to Latin, like Latin Americans, um, is is a revol- is revolutionary. 
Um, I, I couldn't agree more. I, Alana or Elena, when she was on here talking about, she was in Argentina and she's remember she was talking about mm-hmm. literally rich folks yeah. going in, buying silver spoons when they get paid because that's going to hold its value better than their currency. That's not nearly as secure or effective as Bitcoin. And yeah. so that's, that's, yeah, I, I mean, the volatility obviously is still there in Bitcoin, but compare it to the reality of the economic conditions and the currency, the native currencies in some yeah. of these areas, it's not even remotely close. Yeah. It's, it is by far a better, it, you can also transact with it. That's so right. It's like, that's right. this is way better than going and buying yeah. a silver swim. So, so I would say the, the, the energy companies there, um, you know, in Brazil, in our, in Colombia, Argentina, uh, Ecuador, Paraguay, they, they see it, they get it. It's just, you know, is there a counterparty that can talk to them and develop the relationship that knows how to do business in the country? But we're starting to see, you know, hash rate come up, right? Mm-hmm. We have friends who are doing pilots there. You know, they'll announce them when they announce them. And, you know, I'm, I'm particularly very bullish on Brazil. Uh, mm-hmm. Brazil is uh, uh, larger than the 48, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, you talk is about- Is it? Yeah. 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 Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't seem it's that huge, way on a map, right? Yeah, the maps are deceiving. The map's a little bit, Very yeah, yeah, yeah. When Just, you look at it, look how far, it's way east. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really deceiving yeah. when you look at it. Yeah. Somebody's got to have like an image on Google comparing the two. Yeah, there, I'm sure there's a meme. Yeah, right? yeah there's got to be. Um, but like once Latin America adopts it, um, you know, a lot of the same observations that people who are pro-dollar or anti-dollar, they're all going to realize, oh, we have this better alternative. We can now... We create the energy, we control the money, we can make the best decisions for the development of our country. Mm. And that can be the, the grandma um, on, you know, the, going to the, the corner store and getting some sats from her son in New York all the way to a, a government agency, mm. right? And Brazil's like the fourth largest economy in the world, isn't it? Yeah, Something it's, like it's, that? It's huge, man. It's huge. I mean, it's Yeah, good. I just found a picture of it overlaid. That's astonishing to me i did not Isn't know that, that, that yeah. is yeah. nuts to me let's go to brazil uh, dude, let's, just go, let's just go spend a energy energy tech night rio oh, oh my gosh energy yeah. tech night it would rio. pretty much be like fast and the furious 15 yes i'm i haven't <laughs> been to an energy tech night yet either i need to oh, go brother, they're <laughs> so they're so fun they're so fun man i need to go to one but if we do one in brazil that's that's the one man dude that'd be wild yeah they do do bitcoin conferences also in latin america i think for example the empower brand is something that is very you know exportable in in that regard i've been trying to tell them when you get down to el salvador do documentary down there yeah what we need to do the content would be great you know they recently announced you know a large you know solar wind mm-hmm. maybe geothermal maybe geothermal, maybe geothermal. yeah uh, we'll see yeah they gotta hire a geologist yeah first. yeah you know yeah. so <laughs> we got one right here it's yeah perfect, so right? um but el salvador you know they're they're the leader everybody else is watching them mm-hmm. right because if they're able to develop um you know infrastructure using their volcano bonds and not have to depend on Western financing, I know, man, the, the, hook, the hooks bond. are out. Right. What's a volcano bond? So they are basically um, raising funds through these bonds they're selling. They're called volcano bonds. Um, and that's meant to finance well, like Bitcoin City and um, their mining operations, which is they just El, did a El deal Salvador? With, yeah, yeah. They just did a deal. What's the group? Volcano with, with Tether, Volcano Te- Energy, which is you know a consortia of private and public entities in the mm-hmm. country 
um, including Tether. Yeah, Tether. Was yeah, where did the whole volcano thing come from? Well, they they got more volcanoes, yeah. I think. They got no oil and gas, but they got yeah, a lot of volcanoes. They got a ton of know. geothermal down there. Yeah. Volcanoes everywhere. They've got a really at the presidential presidential palace. There's a um, like a 3D map out in the field of the country with all the volcanoes and like they're scaled to size. It's super cool. It's yeah. super cool. Yeah, yeah. It's that's pretty fun. sick. Um, so it's, um, you I think know, they have like over 40 volcanoes. Or yeah. Something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. No, it's, it's beautiful. It's a, as a geologist, it's, it's, you know, really interesting. It, 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 sure, it gets, yeah. it gets the, the, the blood going for sure. It's, um, you know, so we're now we're going to do empower El Salvador. We need to. Oh, yeah. I'm serious, man. He'll Let's get it do done. That. He's got the connects. Justin's we'll got the connects. connections down there. We'll do yeah. that. Yeah. So, but is it, is it, is it a lot of, is it, is the rubber meeting the road down there or is it a lot of talk? No, no, no. The, the rubber's meeting the road. They're they're right. doing stuff. So, so yeah, if, they're if, doing stuff. Now. Yeah, I mean, there's there's probably. Well, I think we'll have a couple hundred megawatts in Paraguay on in the next twelve months. Um, you know, Ecuador has a lot of hydro, a lot of flare. A lot that's, of flare. That's getting developed uh, mm -hmm. a lot. Um, what, what's the mix down there in terms of like domestic groups doing that? Domestic for them versus U.S. groups, yeah. other groups coming so in. So it's and, a little bit like oil and gas, right? Yeah. Where you have people who. You know, you have your local entrepreneurs who want to get something done, but they don't, they lack Western capital and yeah. they lack Western technology, right? Or, you know, whatever it may be. And then you have, you know, the international firms who want to diversify their exposure, right? You know, we, we, you can't just hold, you know, you know, shale assets didn't mean anything before, you know, 2004, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, and, um, and so what we see a lot right now is partnerships, right? You have a firm that's local that has all the relationships that, has been doing business with the oil and gas or the energy ministry for a decade or more, and they can benefit from an injection of capital. They can do the local operations, um, and they can work with that external partner to go execute a project. Um, that is a much more, um, you know, realistic way to mm. realize a project versus hi, I'm going to cold call or you know hire a consultant that may know some people in country and try to kind of take it from zero to one in that regard. Um, but at the same time, you know, places like Paraguay are starting to are very, you know, proactive and same with El Salvador because Bitcoin mining actually affects their PL, mm -hmm. right? Like the amount of capital being injected into their country is really affecting the, the economy. Mm -hmm. Places like Brazil, like Colombia, like Mexico, they get it, they see it, but it's it's a little bit harder to move the needle there. So it's a little bit harder to get the attention of the people mm -hmm. as well. Um but it's it's happening. It's it's meeting the road. Um, Argentina's got the vaca muerta, right? It's the dead cow. The cow's not dead, right? It farts a lot, a, a flare, right? You know, and um, and those operators are international operators with flare restrictions. So like there's there it's a natural coupling with with flare mitigation, and so you 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 know I look at Latin America as being a place where a lot of the existing gener generation of machines in the U.S. will come, you know, do their second act, and then maybe Africa will also kind of follow on and be a place where a lot of yeah, I think Latin America will probably do this faster than Africa, just from location purposes. That's right. right? That's and, right. And you know, being so close to the U.S., but uh, yeah, man, I, I think I love what I think. I think Latin America is going to lead the yeah. entire world in adoption and I think ingenuity so as well. and creativity, and just kind of the U.S. is key, obviously, with biggest most of the hash rate being here, right. but they have such a need for it yeah. and it can do so much for them from an infrastructure 
standpoint and from a just creating a better life for the right. people there right that I think it's it's inevitable. I, I don't think it can get stopped down there. I think it's going to happen because there's nothing else that compares to uh, Bitcoin mining and yeah. what it can do from an infrastructure standpoint. Yeah. So it's all infrastructure. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. it's going to bring us cheaper power. Great. That's like all that matters, right? right? Or it brings right. jobs, right? Great. Or, or electricity at all. The, and they, and it they brings internet, cheap internet. Right. Now the youth don't leave, right? Yeah. Like what that does for communities from a ground mm -hmm. up perspective is um, huge. It's something that big international private firms that come to countries haven't been able to do generations right right in, in latin america uh now i'm gonna like go down the rabbit hole and find out like Please the do. size of the population yeah, yeah. and stuff but like what i mean i know you have you have certain cities that let's just use like mexico city you know it's it's a it's essentially it's like not really much different than houston you know you a lot of software developers you know obviously you have like players yeah. and stuff we have that here too but like what percentage do you think of latin america is like kind of like third world versus like first world in terms of like this gets scale and you could essentially bring a lot of people out of like serious poverty and, and into more of like the modern world. Yeah, that's man, that, that, that's a good, really good question that merits a couple of drinks. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Latin America for a long time has, um, been atrophied by, um, by how its economies have grown, mm. right. You know, whether you like it or not, most of the continent exports raw materials and imports aggregated value like an iPhone, yeah. right? And thus you're on the wrong side of the trade there, right? And so what that means is that those that are able are able to do so more and those who don't even know something exists, you know, continue to live that way. Um, you know, obviously the internet's changed a lot of things, um, but the biggest thing I think there is, is the money. And the devaluation of money, right? And so when somebody's living on paycheck to paycheck, doesn't own property, doesn't have access to financial literacy, um, or even the consistent use of the internet, right? Or electricity is too expensive, so why are they going to turn it on? Mm. Um, it really puts, you know, ties two hands behind their back, right? And so, you know, people, people live, people get on, right? Mm. Like, it's not like people stop living their lives. But, you know, as an example, you know, having to take two to three hours one way to go to university or to a job and then come back. Like that just takes up 16, you know, 20 hours of your week, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you lose time or the fact that the lights, um, you can't afford to have the lights on after a certain period of time, right? Those, th those are the things that like if we brought consistent, abundant energy through, you know, the bootstrapping mechanism of Bitcoin mining, man, now, you know, people can study later, people can innovate, create an MVP, Right, you know, open up a business, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Right. And so um it's it's the the tools are there um to to really kind of go from, you know, where it is right now to somewhere. Um, but I don't think, you know, and this might be a little bit political, the the people who are benefiting from the system right now have any incentive to change that. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um that's why I'm such a big believer believer in Bitcoin itself, is because you know, you you don't have to be um, the the son of a senator that attended Harvard, or mm. even speak English, right? Which is just a, a privilege among itself, um, or live in Silicon Valley to be early to a technology, right? Like mm. Apple or some investment yeah. or whatever it may be. You can access Bitcoin, interact with Bitcoin, um, with access to the internet, mm -hmm. and like that's it. And so, from a 
you know, democratization perspective. Um, I don't think there's an opportunity, you know, like it for at least for my generation. And then the younger, you know, maybe your kid's generation, I, don't, I mean, what, where's the asymmetric there? Right. right. Yeah. Right. So. One of the crazy things I was thinking about, this is a little bit of a side tangent. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going. Those with are the best. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to say Those are the it. best. Yeah. We'll just see yeah. where the conversation goes. But I was thinking about like, you know, how do you think about, uh, you know, first world countries, third world countries, and, and really what makes America different. And what have uh, the conclusion that I've kind of come to is um, the American dream is financed. Right, and it's built on entirely on the credit system. And if right. that was to be completely eliminated, and we had to buy, because you're talking about buying, you know, property and things like that, and if we had to buy homes and property and cars and all these things in cash, cash. do you think that we, we would look the way that we do today? Right. No, I think that we would look a lot like, and a lot of people would look the same way that we look. At, we still have, obviously have like energy infrastructure and stuff like that, but even that is also financed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so, so, so I think it's it's more than it being financed is, um, you know, how is it being financed, mm -hmm. right? And what is the cost of that financing, yeah. right? When things are zero percent, sure, anybody can raise forty billion dollars on renting rooms like like we work, yeah, right? You know, mm -hmm. but if rates are a little bit higher like they are right now, it's like you better, you know, dance, baby, dance, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to raise money, um, or if you want to have me, you know, have a different alternative to saving, uh, yeah. savings technology. So we've been. You know, and there's better people, people who can say this much better than I, but we've been conditioned not to save and not really allocate our capital in a great way. Because if we save, then it gets, you know, inflated away, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, one of the things that really excites me, you know, my family, I immigrated, my family immigrated, you know, to the U.S. And at the time before Bitcoin, the only way to take a magnitude step up in preserving your time and your children's time was to move to a new protocol, right? Go from the Colombian peso to the U.S. dollar. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I said that, sat, you know, one of the ways I orange pilled my old man was showing his earnings if we would have moved back. And, you know, it would have been like a fifth of the, mm -hmm. the, the earnings. Right. He's a geophysicist at Shell. And then, you know, how that would have limited his ability to help all the family back home. Right. And so it's like, OK, we're just on different protocols. How could we bridge the protocol that, you know, is, you know, is, is kind of, you know, take, you know, through financing kind of you know, taking it through debt, you know, kind of stripping the, the rest of the world and bring the rest of the protocols up, right? And, and that's how I look at Bitcoin, because let's use an example. Um, you know, I'm a, let's say I'm a software developer in Nigeria, right? Um, and, you know, I, there isn't a local company to hire me. You know, I get paid down here. And let's say I'm an entrepreneur in Silicon Valley and I need to hire a software developer, but I can't hire the salary of a former Facebook mm. employee. How can I pay somebody with the same skills in a different country, right, um, without a middleman that controls the money? Like, how can I directly pay somebody to write some code? Well, there's something called Bitcoin that can allow you to not only get better value because now I'm paying half the price, but now also the, the you know, the employee is getting paid three times as much, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, that now, you know, allows that employee to stay home not have to immigrate unnecessarily, right? Or go into worse conditions where he has to go do manual labor that isn't what, you know, his dream. And stay home, spend that money at home, keep, you know, not gut out his community, not have brain drain, right? On the flip mm. side, that doesn't stress a lot of the systems that, you know, a lot of politicians like to take, you know, simple arguments against here in the States. 
and and everybody wins and like and it, it closes that arbitrage and like that's that's the power that's the power and now you can have you know a, a, a young woman in a in a village in a remote place do work for a London power brokerage right and get paid you know you know a, a great amount and be able to bring that value home right like that's so that's I think how you, when you say how do we fix all this bullshit and blah 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 like that's that's the name of the game. I think it's it's really really gratifying to be able to to be in this the situations where you can you can hire people that are in in places like I mean I just now, how's your experience with that right you guys yeah are, yeah, you know, yeah. We've, we've been looking at building up uh, a team obviously you know G and A is is your biggest cost yeah, as course. a startup right and so we've been very adamant about being uh, you know in office with the core team and stuff I think it's very very important for what we do for creative work. Um, very the best, hard the best memes come live from, you know, yeah, office, exactly, right? yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. But then you look at like, there's certain things where it's, it's certain, uh, tasks and responsibilities that, um, we don't need necessarily somebody in the office to do that. Of it's course. things that are kind of like just behind the scenes and there are really, really talented people across the globe. And, and just like what you're saying is we can get an absolutely amazing deal, build a larger team and accomplish what we want much more efficiently and at the same time, dramatically increase somebody's quality of life, yeah. right? And they're getting to do a profession that they absolutely yeah. love. Mm -hmm. And they're They're going to bat for, to the fences because they're getting paid what they're getting paid by. They you. will, right. yes, yeah. they will go to the ends of the earth. Like we, yeah. we just hired, uh, we just hired two kids from overseas who cold emailed us and oh. showed us some of their work on the creative side. Yeah. And I don't know, it's weird. Like me and like a lot of times those just kind of like go to spam, but me and Colin, both of them in the emails looked at it and came together and we were like, yo, this is good. Like we should hire yeah. them. 100 yeah. percent and, that, so and did, did. did you guys do the math on like what it would have cost you to get a similar it's, product here so, in the yeah. states we get a we get a great deal yeah we get a really really good you guys should deal. pay them in bitcoin we should pay them in bitcoin. like how how would you pay them right now through like an agency more or less um no direct okay. just direct to them like, okay yeah these are like just like individuals okay they cool. don't work they don't work for like some yeah. big see see what like the thing. the forex cut is on like when you pay them and yeah. see if like you can maybe you strike and maybe uh, it might be better might not be right? yeah you know? no that's a, that's a really good idea yeah. Uh, and that way you can also pay them like, oh, you did the, the first third. Great. Here's the first third. Right. Yeah. You can, you, you can do that. That's, that's but awesome. it's, it's so cool. I remember even with like my, with the first startup that I was involved in, uh, one of our, one of our co-founders was in, uh, Eastern European country. Can't think about it off the yeah, top of my head. Okay. Um, not England. Okay. Not England, <laughs> uh, not Russia, but close to Russia. Okay. Um, Serbia. You, you know how like there's, Serbia, West, you know how, like, there's West West Texas, right? It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, West yeah. Russia and it's you know it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Serbian. And yeah. uh yeah, like like three grand a month to him and he was living like a king. Yep. You know, and this guy just went to the edge of the world. To, and again, to getting sure. to do something he wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I've since worked with people who were arguably supposed to be more skilled here in the States. And like, there's like a sense of entitlement and like laziness. Expectations. That's why I love immigrants. Yeah. yeah I yeah. resonate with immigrants so well. I feel like I'm kind of an immigrant parent with my kids. Yeah. <laughs> like I love them, but I have super high expectations for them <laughs> yeah. at the well, same time. You know, you know? it's a, the opportunity <clears throat> sets in this country um, are historically have been worth the sacrifices. Right. And, and I, th I, I am still a believer, still, still a big believer in that American dream. And, and I think Bitcoin is very kind of founded in a lot of those principles. Right. You know, you look at property rights, right. It's like property rights is the reason why most of the world doesn't get along. Imagine that you didn't have to fight about that because you have the ability to have property that's you know, that you can custody by yourself, right? Mm. Like that's. <laughs>
Uh, Whoa. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, um, that's a, it's, it's great, man. It's, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, you know, maybe coming back to Houston, you know, Houston is, is I think is going to be where Bitcoin takes that next inflection point. I agree. Um, man, it's, it's exciting. Like when we first got kicking off, right. You'd have to like, yeah, you can make 40 bucks in MCF. And now yeah. the conversation is you can now, um, you know, revolutionize your collateral on power trading and decrease, you know, your retail, you know, pricing, you know, if you're a power person by 20% to your retail customer, right. Or have real time settlement, right. Like Sonoda, mm -hmm. or you can mitigate flare or you can like, you, oh, you want to do hydrogen? Great. Cool. More energy. You know, uh, let's say, um, you have a greenhouse in Canada, right? Now you can get fresh guac, right? Because <laughs> you can push that heat in, the, you know, into a greenhouse that you couldn't do before. It's cool, um, like the different, like, quote unquote, integrated energy systems yeah. that Bitcoin can like play yeah. a part in. Yeah, yeah. Basically it, anything. He, anything. He, he yeah. recovery. Um, he you know, recovery, um, yeah. I hope you guys bring Vincent on from What's Minor. Mm -hmm. He's, they have a demo room down at Marshall's place. Um, he's great. You guys yeah. got to bring him on. Um, his bet is on heat recovery, like heat, like how to use mm -hmm. heat better. Right. Yeah. So think about secondary recovery for like a heavy oil, right? Or just creating steam for a whole bunch of shit. Right. Like that's mm -hmm. yeah, Bitcoin mining size. Don't get me wrong, but it's a tool it's in a, the tool belt of that, like getting shit done. Right? That's the thing. Yeah. And that's why like I, I'm all I'm not against like the big mining companies and all that. Obviously I'm all for yeah, them and, and, yeah. and big supporters of them. But I think ultimately like down the road, years from now, the the best groups are going to be the ones that are using it as a part of their overall business strategy. That obviously, yeah. energy companies, utilities, the yeah. different groups, because it's such a unique tool. I don't know of anything yeah, like it that you can kind the, of the fit algorithm into is innovation, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, which, speaking of some of the other industries, could go to some of your newsletter topics, sure. Type stuff, yeah. Let's do it. Um, what's your thoughts on like Berkshire Hathaway and? Yeah. And they're Oh yeah. Their so there's on So yeah, happy to I think this happened a little bit earlier this year. Mm -hmm. Um so, you know, we we can start at the top with, you know, Charlie Munger, you could say Warren's better half, maybe not. <laughs> you know, at least he looks like uh who's uh who's the guy from Star Wars that has Princess Leia as a slave? Uh Jabba the Hutt. He looks a little bit like Jabba the Hutt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So uh, so Mr. Jabba the Hutt uh, Munger um you know thinks Bitcoin He's so is, old he looks like he could be Warren Buffett's dad. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's 99, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's yeah. like old. I mean, yeah. hey, props him for being like. Hey, man, he not made it. Yeah. Senile. He made it. He made it. Well, yeah. I'm convinced some of them have like some weird, like, you know, they got some weird stuff going on. They're I'm drinking some little magic elixir. Oh, sure. It's, uh, it's you know, it's the blood it's of the gold, yeah. gold baby, gold baby yeah. blood. Perfect time for it. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, Berkshire Hathaway owns a shit ton of power generation. Like, very quietly, they own most of like the Western Pacific power generation. And a lot of that's market. fossil fuels. Yep. Which, oh, it's all fossil fuels. Yeah. And it's all regulated. Those are the best markets when you own the market, right? And so in Texas, they own a lot of uh, peaker plants, right? You know, when the, the last storm happened, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, things fell off. They were like, oh, we need to put more peaker plants on, right? Because they participate in ancillary services. Mm. 2021, it was 10. They wanted yeah. 10 peaker plants in yeah. Texas. And so kind of going fast forward, you know, since then, Bitcoin mining came on and, had, you know, this last June provided two gigawatts worth of relief of of load amazing amazing and you know where you know i think berkshire hathaway you know kind of positions himself with bitcoin mining instead of like adopting it and being like oh great we can 
We can optimize our OPEX. We can not, you know, better run our, our thermo generators. No, they used their lobbying arm, right? This is my interpretation, to submit two bills into the Texas uh, you know, legislative session. One of them was to get basically subsidized financing to build these traditional mm -hmm. peaker plants. Um, so, you know, are they capitalist? I'll let somebody answer that later. But they also introduced this anti-Bitcoin mining bill, which limited how much, um, you know, what how much of the market in ancillaries um, in other programs that a Riot blockchain, for example, or whoever who's connected to the grid could participate in. Did, did Berkshire introduce this or was it the state of California? And, and then, no, 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 Texas. Texas. Oh, Texas, Texas. did. Yeah. yeah oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Texas. This is yeah, yeah. bill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, imagine, you know, uh, Bitcoin miners that are, you know, let's say what the power traders, the big box boys, basically act as a virtual power plant, mm -hmm. right? They're always consuming load and then they can, you know, revert it back and they can do it and bid much lower. So a much lower price in the auction system of Vercot than a traditional uh, natural gas peaker. So thus wrecking the ROIs of natural gas speaker plants. And so that's why they tried to kind of limit how much Bitcoin miners could participate. Well, you know, thankfully so, and shout out to Lee and the TBC, right? And all our good mm -hmm. friends doing advocacy that didn't pass, right? Mm -hmm. And so now consumers in Texas get the benefit by having lower marginal bidders uh, participating in ancillary services uh, when we have all these off-peak events. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'll just clarify, this is the... Martin Legal Group, uh, paranoid brain of mine. Allegedly, Berkshire Hathaway had something to do with the that's introduction right. of the that's bill. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. You know, yeah. I can barely speak English, right? You know, so it's like, <laughs> but yeah, allegedly, allegedly. And so um, I'm pretty confident, though. Yeah. So that, that in was my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Anything yeah. that's controversial, Mario yeah. just switched over to Spanish. Yeah. 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 And, and, and if I'm drinking Portuguese, right? You know, it's uh, um, I'll bring tacos to next. Yeah. And, 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 um, and so, you know, that was kind of one of the big, you know, kind of, you know, people were hesitating on their capital injection into projects in Texas until that got resolved, right? And so, you know, you're seeing things like that pop up in other states. You saw an anti-generation bill um, focused on scope reporting uh, pop up in Pennsylvania. Was that the House bill? Yeah, it was a House bill. It, did it fail? Was it 14? Yeah, 1461 or something 14, like yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. Like once you get past three numbers, right, like, right. I'm a geologist, I'm not here for the numbers. Did, they, right? did that fail though? Yes. Like okay. The next week, there's this great yeah. video that Andrew posted about like basically the guy who proposed it being like, yeah, we're going to remove it. Like, Good. Yeah. Okay. But that would have affected any generators, right? right. Like it would have punched the generators. Yeah. So it, was, it was behind the meter. It was behind the right? meter power. Wait, and, and it would have impacted flare as right? well. That's right. That's right. And, which blows my freaking mind. I don't understand that. It, it, so it's about education, right? It's about education. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, let's make the bet that we can educate better than they can become hysterical. But right. there are some that it's like, like this is our world has turned into such a like, I'm a ideologue. Yeah, yeah. And it, well, it, people need to go outside and touch some grass, right? Right. Because right. no. this, if you're an environmentalist, <laughs> maybe slap some ass, but you know, it's like, you know, you know yeah. if you're an environmentalist, though, the 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 flare gas mitigation aspect of Bitcoin mining is a no brainer. Well, if, there's if, a no. -brainer. I mean, if you're a if, uh, environmentalist, um, you would be pro natural gas production in the United States to offset the 300 gigawatts of coal being generated in the East. Right. Right. Like who cares about emissions in the United States, mm -hmm. right? When A, 90% of the emissions of flare are international, mm -hmm. right? And B, um, the US could go net zero, sure. But if the rest, it's, it the, rest no of the world doesn't yeah, give a fuck, yeah. Yeah. right? And so like, if you really want to put a dent into that, 
go export, <laughs> go, you know, go develop um, natural gas, export natural gas, mm-hmm. um, you know, and compete on a global market and make it a better fuel. The same way that fracking, you know, you took a shotgun to coal here mm-hmm. in, in, in this country and missions mm-hmm. went down, if that's right. your game. Right. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. we do have a lot of LNG planes popping up. I think there's supposed to be several over the next yeah. like 18 months. Yeah. And, and guess yeah. what? Um, business could bootstrap the stakeholders until those uh, sites, because right. they're all energy intensive sites. Mining. Mining. Right. Yeah. You know, and so like that's where it's like, hey, we're here for a good time, maybe a long time. But if not, that's cool. Right. Like that's that's mm-hmm. that's Bitcoin mining. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's, you know. Environmentalists, I think, are, you know, should also be pro nuclear. Right. Okay. So it's just when, when people say, oh, I'm this or that, describe it to me. Right. Tell me what you mean, because I don't so, do labels, man. I, yeah. I, I know you identify as something, yeah. but what does it actually yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, like describe it to me. I'm yeah. so sick of everybody trying to, like everybody tries to put themselves or someone else into a certain box yeah, nowadays. Just, and it's just, just it's like, man, chill with it's the like identities. It's like you're either, you're on the left, or you're right. on the right, you know, you're black or you're white. Yeah. You hate Bitcoin, you love it. It's like, life is not yeah. black yeah. and white. Yeah. You know, we, it's, we, it's, we go, live in the shades of gray. We should go right? to happy hour. Yes. Like that should be a, a, a presidential slogan. Like yeah. let's go to happy hour, right? Right, and then let's just all have drinks. Too, yeah, let's have a drink and yeah. chill. And then, like, and, and everybody would, would calm down. And so that's you know, I love Twitter, I love social media, um, I love Collide, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and um, but you should also do things in person as well. Hundred percent, it's very important. So, you know, we're we're very excited to you know see how things are going to progress. Um, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Um, Tell us a little bit about the newsletter first. Though. Oh yeah, so the newsletter comes out every week. Um, it's called the Vibe Check. Um, you know, it's a, it's a rundown of what I think happened in the week. Uh, hope, uh, you know, it's a synopsis, you know, right between your coffee and your second shit in the day. Yeah. Right. Um, it has all, you know, a, a whole bunch of links of, of the industry, you know, so Pupco's, you know, have their monthly reporting. That's all there. Any news that matters in the space is th- that's there. And we have a couple memes at the end, um, nice. you know, so it's, it's shareable. Um, it's, it's not, it's, it's meant to be funny, but more, mostly informative. It's great. And yes. this is us just going to just say this out publicly and call Mario out, but we want to have him on once a month. Yeah. Mario forward. Minute. The Mario, the, Mario, minute. the Mario Minute, but it's going to be like an hour. Yeah. Uh, sure. Just, yeah. Sure. Time is relative. Maybe, right? maybe yeah. there's a better yeah. name yeah. for that. I don't know. The He's Mario. got Muay Thai after this today, it's, so yeah. he wouldn't have a drink, Ink. but we'll, we'll, we'll have him yeah. on, yeah, on, yeah, a, yeah. on an off day. I'll bring some mezcal. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Man, I just got you, back You want any Malort? Yeah. You want some Malort? Brother, I got, Matt fed me some of that Malort up in Wyoming earlier this year. That's brutal. I was like, yeah. There's this great thing from shit. He told me it was like the best. So he so totally rug- actually, he rugged me really good on, yeah. on that one. It yeah. came up in Fourth of July. I was with my my I went over to my brother's house and he had some buddies over. Yeah. And they was like, Oh, you heard of the stuff Malort? And I was like, I did not know that this was like a yeah. bigger thing, but yeah. it was apparently, yeah. And I was like, Yeah, it's it's awful. Well, it's, well it's, so we need to have it at Empowered actually. Oh. Malort and Mezcal. Oh. Yeah. Back I just got back from Mexico like two weeks ago. I yeah. had the best Mezcal I've yeah. ever had. It was incredible. Um, I'm going to find out the name of it. I'm gonna bring yeah, you a bottle know. of it. Oh. It was I mean I we drank the whole bottle in one night. It cool. was wonderful. Cool, cool, cool. Wonderful. We'll, we'll run it back with Jake. Yeah. It'll be good. Let's yeah. do it. Um two two things. First one is um go buy tickets for Empower and Fuse, right? Yeah, we, we, got, we, have, we have Fuse coming up real real quick and then I, this episode should go out like this week so by the time you, you guys hear this august 10th 2023 energy tech night okc and so some of the bitcoin guys are actually going to be out yeah, there yeah, um, yeah. oklahoma uh, curtis, gets down man, curtis with go. compass comes to like he came to denver Dude, C- curtis is the best 
Curtis can say I everything. I love Curtis. I love yeah. he, He's just so dead. Curtis, if you're listening, we love you, man. Yeah. You're yeah. just a, you're just a good dude. Good dude. Really, really, really yeah. good dude. So yeah, come on, come on to Fuse yeah. as well. And then also, you know, before Empower next year, um, this is a call to the Houston Bitcoin community and anybody who cares. Um, I wanna get together a Bitcoin energy tent at Rodeo. We've been right. talking about it. So we were, it's about it's like about time to. Be I'm happy to like send emails and schedule a word doc, but like we gotta, we we gotta we gotta orange pill all million people. But like that's how you do it. Oh, yeah. You don't do yeah. it at an infomercial. Hi, welcome to Bitcoin no. mining. No, it's like great. We got we got barbecue. We got some drinks. Homeboys playing the guitar. And we get everybody together. And That's, these folks see that it's not all Lambos and freaking exactly. And then yeah. you know the, the the finance bros come out of their tower, right? Mm -hmm. Then the the, the uh, you know family offices come out from the west side, right? The entrepreneurs get down. Even big oil shows up, and everybody comes out with not only more trust but also ideas. Right? I like so, it, dude. We should not only do a tent; we should do the biggest and baddest rodeo tent. That the world's ever seen. Uh, I, dude, I think that's, that's what I'm saying. It's great all right, great. We'll we're, we're, mani it. we're manifesting. We're manifesting this right now. Put the rings together. Yes, we're doing it. It's happening. Kim, insert a, a fire or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should. That's great. Well, yeah, man. Thank you for coming, Mario. Yeah, and, thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, we are going to have you like once a month. That'd yeah, be great. I'm down. Cool. Let's do it. Awesome, guys. Take two seconds. Uh, go blow Mario up. Tell me when I'm on the podcast once a month moving forward. Go share this with your friends. Catch you guys in the next episode. And we're back. We're back, by the way. We took a little right. bit of a hiatus. Justin's been traveling. We're back. We got a billion episodes that we're going to be cranking out here soon. So we're super excited. Love being back. Love you guys. Thanks for all the support. Catch you guys soon. Later. Ciao.